everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Slam Dango, your journey into the films of WWE Studios. I am here with my co-host Craig. Hello. And this is Sean, as you learned from episode zero. Um, so episode zero, I guess you could say, was really our first episode, but uh, this is the real first episode because... If you know what WWE Studios are about, or you know what these type of movies are, you could skip over Episode Zero. That's really more for people who are noobs to this whole world, I'll say. But, we are here to talk about the... When WWE Studios started, Craig, mm -hmm. they, they announced that there was going to be a thing called WWE Studios. They said, we are producing three films. So, there are three films that I call the original three. Okay. One of them was The Condemned. Which was uh, starring Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right, I remember that. That Vinnie Jones was also in that. I remember seeing a poster for it. Okay. I don't actually remember watching I, it. I've seen it. Maybe we'll make that up. Then there was also See No Evil, which was a horror movie starring Kane. I remember seeing the box for that. Okay. And then the third one was The Marine starring John Cena. Unfortunately, I remember watching that. Okay, well, you gotta watch it for this. <laughs> yes. So, uh, if I remember correctly, the release order of those movies was The Condemned, The Marines, The Marine, and See No Evil. Um, the reason we started with The Marine for this was because John Cena right now is the biggest wrestling person that there is right now. Oh, and he's probably been the biggest wrestling star in the world for a decade right. or more? He's yeah. like, I would say he's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But I would almost argue he's bigger than Hulk Hogan. Only because the marketing machine and the merchandising machine behind him is bigger than anything Hulk Hogan had access to. He's definitely worth more money to WWE than Hulk Hogan ever was or will be. Sure. For sure. And we're now starting to see John Cena really cross into the mainstream where mm -hmm. he's hosting the Today Show. Yeah. He uh, has his own reality show on Fox, American Grit, where he's the host of a competition show where uh, former military people, I think, are competing in different challenges. Uh, and we see John Cena have cameo appearances and a lot of comedies. Mm -hmm. um, he was in Trainwreck. Trainwreck. Uh, he was in that movie with uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Sisters? Yeah, Sisters. We have The Party. Oh, um, yes. You're right. He's in the Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell movie, Daddy's Home or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, with her um, like a stepfather. Right, stepfathers. Right. Yeah, they're trying to figure out. So he's all over the place. And I felt since he's the most kind of... Culturally, culturally, ugh, culturally relevant of the WWE superstars now. We should start with his first movie for WWE Studios. Now he was in one movie before this. He had a he was like in a background scene for the WCW film Ready to Rumble, oh. which starred David Arquette. Okay, and that was before he was even in WWE. Um, so we can't technically count that. I don't even think he had any lines in it. Oh, he was an extra. Yeah, right. Yeah, that doesn't count. So uh, this is, this is as far as I know, John Cena's first movie role where he has lines and he is the main star. And you can tell when this movie came out that they wanted to make this like a franchise, we'll mm -hmm. say, where they wanted John Cena to be the next Schwarzenegger. Uh, from what I remember, this had a big theatrical release. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Robert, they got Robert Patrick, who, as you remember from Terminator 2, he's the he's the villain in this movie. So they, T-1000. He was the T-1000. So he spent some money on getting Robert Patrick. He was probably just coming off of X-Files around this time. Right, because this was about 2006. 2006. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So... They had high hopes for this. And I would say they had high, high high hopes for all three of the original films because all of them got theatrical releases. Um, and what's interesting is, is that it's rare that a WWE Studios film gets a theatrical release. Yeah. The most recent one I can think of that has was the Halle Berry movie. I think it was called The Call, which came out about two years ago. The, there were no WWE stars in that movie. Oh, but it was made by WWE Studios. WWE Studios. Studios is financing some films. There's an Aaron Eckhart movie that they have coming out. I think oh. Mark Henry has a small role in. Right. But he's not a main focal point. He's not even somebody you would put on a poster. His role is very small. But Aaron Eckhart is the main star of that, and it's a WWE Studios film. So you'll huh. see that they are kind of... There are films that they do release in theaters, but oftentimes 
it's not the type of movie that we're focused on, which are movies that the wrestlers themselves are the main draw. And in this film, it's 100% John Cena is the draw here. And one thing we should kind of point out is that John Cena in 2006 was very different than the John Cena of today. Right. John Cena in 2006 was kind of an upstart. He was kind of just... I think they he was kind of on an upswing in popularity. Mm-hmm. His gimmick was he was like... He was the doctor of thugonomics, you need to remember. Right. I did forget that. And so his thing was is he was like the white rapper of yeah, the Yeah, he was like a Boston-born, big jacked white rapper. Right. And he would come out to the ring and he would spit rhymes that were terrible. Um... Didn't he have a spinner necklace? Or didn't the WWE belt, when he won the belt, he made it a spinner belt? He had, that is correct, Craig. Uh, When he, he was, before he had the championship, he would wear a giant medallion that I believe said uh, word life on it. And you you could spin it. It spun around. You could hold it and spin it. I remember this because my wife and I, Crystal, went to a taping of SmackDown in 2004, 2005. At the Trenton Arena. And it was not because I was watching wrestling. I, I was completely unplugged from wrestling at this time. I was working an event for the university that I teach at. And Crystal was coming over after work. And I said, why don't we just go? Crystal has an appreciation for wrestling. It had been a long time since I'd watched anything. So we went. And we had no clue who anybody was. Uh, ex- but the, one of the vivid memories. I have two vivid, me- two vivid memories of the crowd that night. And one of them was there was a kid... Who every time John Cena came out, he had the spinner necklace on. He would stand up on his chair, hold the spinner medallion in the air, and spin it. <laughs> every time. And that's all he would do. And that was... And Crystal and I were just like, what is going on? Who is this John Cena guy? Um, so this was that era of okay. John Cena. John Cena now, not really doing the rapping at all. He's kind of like a Hulk Hogan superhero guy. Yeah, he's like the superhero for the children type right. character now. Very wholesome, very like standing up for what he believes in. And, right. And, Never you know, give up is his right. big catch yeah. catchphrase. Um, so he's somebody that like kind of a role model for kids. Yeah. Um, when I got back into wrestling, you know, when we went to WrestleMania, with when I went with Frank, uh, I couldn't stand John Cena. Because of that persona that he was. Yeah. Uh, that's. I feel like John Cena went through the phase of everyone loves him, now everyone hates him. Now it's kind of 50-50, but everybody respects his ability. I gotta but, say, yeah. And I think part of the problem was is they were always putting the championship on John Cena. When no one wanted him to Exactly, have exactly. And I think that's why he kind of had a lot of hate. And I'd say for the last two, three years, Cena hasn't had the belt. So he's kind of just there no. to make... The younger guys look good and to have storylines with new guys to make them competitive. And uh, one that stands out for me is my current favorite wrestler right now, Rusev and John Cena had an amazing feud. And it was really Rusev's first big feud. Uh, Rusev is, was built uh, as built as a, a Russian sympathizer, John Cena being the American hero. Uh, and they, they clashed. And I got to say, that was a great feud for both of them. That was the first time I really kind of started to turn the corner on John Cena, where I was like, I, I see what he's uh, what he's supposed to be doing now. And I, I got to say, I love John Cena. I got about four John Cena t-shirts now. Uh, anytime you see him outside of wrestling, he's hilarious. Yeah, he is a funny guy. He's definitely a funny guy when you see him make appearances. Yeah, so if he's on the Today Show, or if you happen to catch him on Total Divas... Not bad. It's yeah, I mean a... that's that's probably part of the reason that he's turned from professional wrestler to you know kind of kind of a celebrity persona. Like yeah. he just appears places, people like him. He's funny. Uh, he's definitely fun to watch at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he had that whole kind of Rocky Four or Hulk Hogan versus Iron Sheik uh, feud with Rusev, which yeah. was which is what got you. I liked when he was. Uh, Actually feuding with my personal favorite wrestler, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Yeah, that was a great um, feud too. I love that one. It was like the young, uh, kind of villainous heel. Yeah, he had versus, a blue chip on his shoulder. Right. Like, who are you, John Cena? You're old right. and haggard. I'm the future. And he came in and they gave him a big push by, by you know, letting him wrestle John Cena. Uh, who put on? They put on great matches. Absolutely. Uh, John Absolutely. Cena made Phenomenal. amazing matches. Phenomenal. And uh, it automatically gives those people credibility. Absolutely. Uh, so... That's kind of the, the place that he's at in the wrestling world right now. Is yeah. that he's kind of there to be 
he can carry a show. He can carry a match. He can give people um, more credibility than they may have if no if nobody knows them coming in. Right. So um, I think he's he's like the crown jewel of their uh, you know from a business standpoint. And I honestly I feel like. When they made this movie, they probably wanted that movie to be like the crown jewel of WWE Studios. Absolutely. I don't think I they saw like a movie with uh, Stone Cold going crazy because at that point it was already kind of past Stone Cold. Yeah, Stone Cold was like, was kind of out. Yeah, and a horror movie with Kane in it, n- nobody can really take that super seriously. Right. But the Marine, your generic action movie. War hero, yeah, clean cut John Cena, absolutely. Like they wanted that to be the the crown jewel, so yeah. I think it was a good pick for the first for the first episode. Absolutely. So what, why don't we dive into it, Craig? We're spending, sure. We've kind of giving people the background on who John Cena is, what his role is in the WWE, and also in sh- mainstream entertainment. Also, um, so let's talk about 2006, right? Well, 2006, we think we think is when it we, was 2006. Okay. Yeah. And John Cena is starring in the Marine. So one thing we want to kind of talk about real quick, let's talk about Rotten Tomato score real fast. Okay. Where does this stand on the critical scale for Rotten Tomatoes? Now we you looked, looked you looked it up. I did. Okay. It, it, it's got a twenty percent on I, Rotten Tomatoes. I, my guess was going to be somewhere between twenty and thirty. Okay. Yeah. So to give you some 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 interesting kind of background on this, Birdemic, which is. Probably my all-time favorite bad movie, Birdemic Shock and I, I couldn't get through it. I love bad movies. I couldn't get through that movie for more than 10 minutes. Birdemic is my my all-time... It is the standard bearer for me. Uh, and as you can see, it's very polarizing. Craig is in the camp of hating it. Uh, that also has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Um, and Crystal wanted me to point out that Karate Kid 3, which is probably our favorite of the original Karate Kid movies, has a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. So... Uh, that I don't. There's no way, in my opinion, that the Marine is better than Karate Kid Three. Karate Kid's come out right at the gate. I'll say that Karate Kid Three is one where they're back in America and they throw the uh, um, the tree down into the salt water. Uh, yes. Okay. And he has to rescue it. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. That's that should be way bigger. That should Absolutely. be way higher than twenty percent. Yeah. That's sixteen percent. Sixteen. Okay. 16%. No, no. That should so, not. So by Rotten Tomato standards, this should be worse than the Marine. Uh, Not even close. personally. I think uh, Karate Kid Three should be in the fifty percent, maybe sixty percent range. Easily. Uh, so okay. So here you go. It's got twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So you know what you're in for. <laughs> so let's start it off. John Cena is our hero. His name is John Triton. <laughs> First of all, craziest name ever. I think. Perfect action hero name, uh, Johnny Triton. Johnny Triton. <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. And the movie starts with a title sequence that. Is gotta be an animated GIF as far as I'm concerned. If it's not already, it is a fully uniformed Cena mm-hmm. as a Marine, Marine in, uniform in face paint. No, oh, not, not that yet. Point. Okay, not okay. That point. okay. That's after the title sequence. Oh yes, yes. Doing the salute, full salute, yes. full, full dress Marines uniform, yes. American flag behind him with the salute. To the, to the camera. And the salute looks very difficult because his arms are so big. Absolutely. So when he put, puts the hand up, it almost covers like most of his face. Yes. It's pretty crazy. Amazing. Yeah. So right on, right out the gate, I was like, okay, you have my <laughs> attention. And like I said, we need, if that's not an animated GIF, we'll have to make it one. And it opens up with John Cena on a mission in mm-hmm. face paint, as you said. Mm-hmm. He's a Marine and it looks like he's trying to... Uh, execute some sort of rescue. Yeah, it looks like there's some of his comrades have been uh, captured. captured by yeah. some sort of Al Qaeda base. I yeah. think they said it was an Al Qaeda a prison somewhere. It was, it was, he uh, was in Iraq. Yeah, it was to, was it to Crete or something like that? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, so it looks like the some of his uh, marine his fellow marines are about to be beheaded essentially. Yes, and John Cena comes in. I think he's got also has a crew of guys with him that he's leading. He wasn't solo. There were guys with him. The, those end up being the guys that he saves. Oh, okay. So, because he, so he, they, he was told, this is this is the okay, crux so of the I might have missed this. I might have missed this. He was this told to wait for backup. Ah. And he's watching the guy, the, the Al-Qaeda members as he's about to put the knife down to his neck. And he's like, screw that. I got to go save wow, these guys. Okay. So this is important. I kind of yeah. missed that. Uh which is kind of easy. I think it's good that there's two of us watching this. It was, it was very easy to miss. There are some things that we I think I missed and you missed and For the other sure. person's going to pick up on. So he proceeds to go in and rescue these guys. 
shoots, I mean, everything. Anything in sight is shot with bullets from his gun. There's explosions. Hold on. Right out of the gate. If there is one word to describe this movie... It's, it's, it's explosions. Made of explosions. I actually have that as a note is this everything in this movie is made of explosives. It, it is insane <laughs> the amount of explosions that happen in this movie and John Cena is always jumping out of them. Yeah, or there's a bad guy that's in them. There, there's something about the explosions in this movie that don't necessarily kill people. Right. Like people are just in fire and they're okay. Still alive. Um, that was one of the things that I actually wanted to mention. There's a couple of scenes in this rescue scene that stood out to me and made me laugh. One is when he's kind of sneaking in and looking um, at his at his uh, the fellow Marines that he's trying to rescue. Yeah. They do this thing where they zoom into his eyes yes, yes. and it's a very dramatic dilation of his pupil, which I thought was ridiculous Absolutely. and funny. Um, the other thing is he comes in and starts firing on everyone like we were just about to talk about. And he also starts blowing people up, which I guess his gun had a grenade launcher on Maybe. It. I don't know. And <laughs> these these Al-Qaeda members are standing there and getting blown up and not reacting to it. Right. No, like, And fine. you can see them standing inside of fire. There's fire engulfing them, and they're just standing there stone-faced. Yes. Like, for a good few seconds, and then they cut back to them later, and then, then they're screaming and running right. around. But the, when he shoots them with the grenade, it blows up all around them, and there's fire everywhere, and they're just like... Oh, what's going on? Like, they're just looking around. It was crazy. It was. It and was crazy. I gotta say, my favorite my favorite part of this scene before we move on was he had shot a guy. The guy was, like, clearly on the ground. Mm -hmm. Probably would have died in a matter of seconds or minutes. And John Cena goes in with the face stomp to kill yes, him. Yes, he does. Like, totally unnecessary, totally gratuitous. So just stomp him in the stomp face. Stomp him to death. And I think that might even be, like, the end of that scene where it's, like, one of those kind of... Doom, you know, when it's like fades to black. Like, like hard cut right. and then they go hard outside cut, right. or something like that. So he's successful in his rescue. He gets yeah. the guys together. They get out of there. Now, now Craig, you got to remember what Craig just said. He was there by himself. He was told not to go rescue these guys, but they were about to be beheaded. And he made the decision to go in and rescue them. Yeah. All right. Next scene. He's discharged. He's, he's discharged from the Marines, and the commanding officer seems really sad about it. Absolutely. Like, he's very sad, like, you're the best Marine I've ever seen, and now get out of here. It was so It was so ridiculous. He saved probably five, six guys' lives, uh, at least, mm -hmm. and they're like, well, you disobeyed orders. Like, literally, that's what they say. Like, you disobeyed <laughs> orders, we gotta discharge you. Sorry, you did, you did an amazing thing. You saved all these lives, but you disobeyed an order. That was clearly a bad order. And so you're, and you're the best Marine we've ever seen. Get out of here! It's, I don't think that's how discharges work. In Pretty the sure they don't. Yeah, and it was also like there was a uh, some sort of uh, military tribunal that was convened mm -hmm. that John Cena had no part in defending. Right, he himself couldn't. In. He couldn't go to. Yeah, he had no part in defending himself at all. Uh, so he's discharged. That's it. And he goes home to his his woman. Uh, Kate, right? That's her name, Kate? Yes. Actually, this has one of my favorite... That scene where he's getting discharged has my favorite... One of my favorite lines of the whole movie. He says it very dramatically and very... Uh, in a very somber tone, he looks at the guy and he goes, But Colonel, I'm a Marine. That's true. <laughs> and that's, it's, that, that's it. And he's like, And you're the best damn Marine I've ever seen or however he follows wow. it up like that. But it was just so like... Heavy-handed, like, I'm a Marine and this is all I know how to do. Right. Uh, and that's it was a just, common it, theme throughout yeah. the whole movie. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know how to do anything else except blow shit up. <laughs> and that's it. And that's, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Blow shit up. So he goes home to his wife, Kate, uh, who whose hair and makeup, by the way, for the whole movie is exactly the same as it is when he sees her at home. Takes place over multiple days, yet the hair and makeup yeah, exactly she's, the same. She's kidnapped, running yes. through the forest yes. and the swamps. Beautiful, Still beautiful the entire time. They uh, they make love in the kitchen to a Bobo Titanic song. Uh, I have a question about this scene, I, I, yeah. and it, it bothered me when he comes home and she's like, "Oh, I'm so excited to see you! Like, yeah. I can't believe you're home." Right? Why didn't she go pick him up at the airport? Great question. Like, if she was so excited, like, why why, why did she let him get a cab by himself home? And then he picks her up, and they make out a little bit, and he throws her down onto the bed. Yeah. And then it cuts to the scene where they're making love, and they're in the kitchen on the counter. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, wait, why did they move that from the sense. bed yeah. 
into the kitchen to have sex. Doesn't make it. Which sense. is strange. Maybe they're big R. Kelly fans. Maybe. That's it. That's all I can think of. So after the uh, love scene, it's actually there's nothing nothing gratuitous. It's just literally them no, just very, making out. Yeah, these movies all seem very family friendly for the most part. I don't even know what the rating is on this movie. It's got to be PG, maybe PG thirteen. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm guessing maybe a light R there. I don't know. They we'll say one. There's one F word, okay. and so one F word is usually this, the what you can get away with in a PG thirteen. Um, that's like the limit. Okay. So I feel like a lot of times when there's one F word, it's very specifically done or edited to make sure that it falls into that PG 13 category. I'm going to um, look it up real fast just so we can put this to rest. But I yeah, there's the, this PG 13. You're right. There you I, go. I feel like, money. I feel like with a John Cena movie, you got to keep it at least PG 13. So we cut, we cut from the lovemaking to a jewelry heist that's yes. going on. Um, now this is where we're introduced to the villain, played by Robert Patrick, and his character's name is just Rome. Rome. Not to be confused with the guy who replaced Bradley Noel in uh, Sublime, or Tyrese in uh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, Rome. That's it. Just Rome. Interesting jewelry heist in the sense that they really don't steal that many diamonds. No, but apparently uh-huh. they're worth twelve million dollars a piece. Or no, a no, the whole the whole okay. job. A tiny little sack, like a yeah. velour sack, with maybe I don't know forty diamonds in it, fifty diamonds tops. They're very. It looks like a like a like a cluster of small diamonds. Sure, yeah. Like a lot of like. So at one point when they spill, it's like a big like Ugh. flashy thing, right. and they like fly all over the place. Exactly. But they're not like huge diamonds. But it says they're worth twelve million. That's another thing that stuck out to me is. This whole movie takes place in South Carolina. That's right. In some little town. What are basically. $12 million dollars in diamonds? <laughs> I was like, why is a $12 million worth of diamonds being rooted through? You know, South It was Carolina. only supposed to be in that store for a day or right, something right, like right. that. Um, but still, like, why is it just hanging out in this jewelry store Doesn't in South Carolina? Sense, it makes man. no sense. So, uh, and now here you go. And that's my next point there. Very concerned. The villains were very concerned about being in South Carolina. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Rome. Rome talks about, as he's leaving the scene of the crime... This is really funny. He goes Robert up, Patrick, by the way, best character in the whole movie. Oh, he's, he's, he's great. Phenomenal in everything he does. He's great. He gives, as he's leaving the scene of the crime with his diamonds, he goes and gives a little speech about his love and appreciation for South Carolina. And that he hopes it doesn't uh, sour the way that the people of South Carolina think of him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A phenomenal. And as they leave the, the jewelry store, uh, white zombies... Human plays. Yes. Uh, while they shoot up everybody in the street, kind of like in Heat, but except not as good. No. But and yes. They blow up a cop car. And there's fire everywhere. <laughs> yes. They, they, there is a, uh, a man um, who has a propensity. He's one of, the, uh, one of the characters, Morgan. Yes. And he has a propensity for going crazy. Yep. And he is standing by a newsstand, I think. Yes. And puts down a newspaper to reveal his bazooka that he's hiding with... A newspaper, apparently, right. and blows up a cop car. Absolutely. So that's how they get away. And I got to say, when I saw when we're introduced to the character Morgan, who mm-hmm. is a henchman of uh, Rome's, I, I I did a double take. I thought, was this Ernest the Cat Miller? Was this uh, Sheldon Benjamin? Uh, two former wrestlers. It, it looked like it could have been. There was a couple of guys, or maybe a son. Uh, it could have been that the, the two of them had a son. Mm-hmm. Not not either of them. I found yeah. out. Um, just some guy. Just some guy. Uh, but. Nonetheless, entertaining character throughout the whole film. Oh, yeah. He's great. Yeah. So we move on there to John Cena's first day on his job. First job outside of being a Marine. He is a security guard in a high-rise office building. Mm-hmm. Um, and his first uh, first thing that he's got to deal with on the job is a, this crazy ex-boyfriend comes in with his two bodyguards to cause some trouble to the ex-girlfriend. Yeah, he goes up to her office and starts yelling at her in front of everyone and calling her a whore. And she just sits there like, please go away, please. Like, and nobody's coming to this woman's rescue yeah, it was really in the weird. office. It was very Everybody's weird. standing around. Uh, but then John Cena and his co-worker come in and they break it up and they throw the guy out. Uh, but then the bodyguards... Take a swing at John they, Cena. They take a swing at John Cena and you know what happens. Fight sequence. Oh, yeah. No guns this time. No explosions. Hand-to-hand combat. Hand-to-hand combat. I was hoping to see some of John Cena's signature moves. Uh, the STF or the uh, five-knuckle shuffle. or Attitude what, adjustment. Attitude adjustment was the one I was hoping we'd see. None of those show up in this movie at all. No. Which is interesting. 
Because a lot of times in these in these movies, you get to see the wrestler do some wrestling moves, or even yeah. their signature. Yeah, like I'm sure if I remember correctly, in the Condemned, there's at least one Stone Cold Stunner in the Condemned. Oh, there has to be. Yeah, so no John Cena signature moves here, uh, and John Cena defends the honor of this female employee uh, who is being harassed by these guys. They're successful in extracting these people from the building, and everybody is safe. No one is harmed. Nope. Uh, he throws them through the window. He actually. does. And we find out that John Cena gets fired for Cause, this. Yeah, because somebody videotaped it yeah. and put it up. So on, it was on like a TMZ type program and then they fired Front him. page news in the yeah. South Carolina town. <laughs> Which is crazy again. So John Cena goes with his new co-worker... Uh, they go and have a beer, a Miller Miller Genuine Draft, which is the first of many MGD appearances. <laughs> I feel like there film. must have been some sort of sponsorship Had to be product, product placement. placement. Has to because be. there's many times that either the villains or the good guys are cracking open a cool, refreshing Miller Genuine right. Draft. So they go ahead and they relax. It looks like Cena took the fall for this guy because Cena knew this was just not the type of work he wanted to be doing. Yeah. Um, and the guy really appreciates it. They seem like they become best friends very quickly after just this one day. I was almost together. wondering if they were friends before. before. I had that feeling Because too. they like felt very familiar and you had no idea why. Yeah. It was just like, oh, these are dudes. And he, he was even like, is this what you do all day? And then he was asking him about his wife. And it well, was that was like, the other thing. When he drops him off at home, he makes a comment about how hot Cena's wife is. That there's no way that this guy knows what Cena's wife looks like at all. No, they, so they must have been friends beforehand. I don't know. I, or, I, I, or he's just assuming that he's got a hot wife. Right, because he's big and jacked and yeah. he's John Cena. So that was weird. Um, so yeah, that was that was a really strange day on the job for John Cena. I think, again, the line is said about, I'm a Marine. This is not, you know, very similar to what he said. For to the me. first probably 30, 40 minutes of the movie, it's a lot of like him going, but I'm a Marine. Right. This is all I know how to do. Like, over and over again. So we come back home. Kate's hair and makeup still perfectly done. Uh, the same way as we saw her before. And she knows what happened because she saw it on the news. <laughs> and that ends that. They decide to go on a trip. Yeah, she begs him to just like, let's just get let's out just of here. Let's go so anyway. they're, they're on a trip and they're on their way. Um, but before that happens, we are back with the criminals. Yes. They are in a chop shop trying to get a getaway car so that they can get out of South Carolina with the jewels. Right. There's a, some sort of drop-off that's going to be happening with a character that we meet over the phone. We don't know the face. Um, He's just the, the kind of the, the trope of criminal mastermind who right. you only hear on the phone. So they're in the chop shop. A um, lot of time spent on the minivan that was going to be the getaway vehicle for them. Another, like... Big part of that scene was uh, ex-professional football player Lincoln Kennedy was the bodyguard. This is why I need you here. And Morgan (laughs) keeps going, you're Lincoln Kennedy. Was that really Lincoln Kennedy? I believe so. And so it's weird that they paid him to be in this movie. It's weird that they made this whole like hubbub around the scene about him going, you're Lincoln Kennedy. No, I'm not. You're Lincoln Kennedy. No, I'm not. And then the other guy coming in and go, thanks, LK, and like winking at him and like Morgan freaking out about it. It just doesn't mean anything. Doesn't it's like really like prolonged for like nothing, for no payoff whatsoever. Absolutely. And this is where is also where the mysterious jokes about rock candy start. That's right. So rock candy is mentioned here for the first time um, for no reason, no. and it comes up a couple more times throughout the movie where you don't know what it is, and yeah. it's and it feels like it's supposed to be funny, but we don't know. But you're like, I have no idea what this means. So we go on, we find out that their getaway car is going to be a minivan. The minivan. And we cut back to a gas station. Or, I'm sorry, John Cena's wife are on the road. On, they stop at a gas station mm-hmm. so they can get gas, go to the bathroom, and things like that. And uh, interesting exchange here. John Cena leaves the car to go pay for the gas. And his wife yells at him, nice butt. And John Cena says, what? And that's the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this again, just there's lots of little things in this movie that they bring up that I think are supposed to be funny. Yeah, nah, that was not funny at all. But they're not funny no. at all. So he's inside, and we come to find out that the crooks who stole the diamonds are all there inside the gas they're station. They're also all. driving to Northern California somewhere. Uh, all oh, of a sudden, sorry, Northern wherever. South Carolina or whatever. All of a sudden, police show up. They're there to just get gas. They're mm-hmm. not there because they're looking at their cars, the suspicious or anything like that. Uh, things go south real quick. Uh, John Cena gets hit in the head 
with a fire extinguisher. Um, Morgan starts killing policemen. Yeah, Morgan is the one that basically fires off, makes things yeah. go south because he's got an itchy trigger finger. Yep. Um, as I said here, the worst trigger, itch, uh, worst trigger, trigger finger criminals ever. Yeah, they are because it was like getting away with it, and they were fine. And, and then Morgan just not, saw a cop and walked over and shot him. Cops were not interested in them no, whatsoever. So no. John Cena gets knocked out with a fire extinguisher. We also see for the first time the bullet shell effect. In this movie, there's yes. they, and a, a shell is ejected from the gun and it follows it to the ground. You're right. Very unnecessary, but it's a, a theme throughout the film. It does happen a couple other times. So crazy. Uh, and what happens then? They see that John Cena's wife is the only survivor. Also, her car is the only car. The Cena mobile is the only car left. It's some navigator or something. Right. So they kidnap her as a bargaining chip and because they know the cops are onto them now. Uh, and they take Cena's car, and Cena slowly regains consciousness to see them drive away with the yeah. wife in the car. In a very fun, like, groggy, yeah. double vision Exactly. Scene. So Cena, the uh, cop car that the cops had was like a Corvette or something? Or something. It was, uh, I read it down, it was, a, it was a Trans Am with a Ram Air Hood. Okay. Which was very convenient for them to pull into a, to a station well, with like a, the fastest cop well, car. Well, I don't know if you time. saw it on the back of the trunk. It said, this car donated by local drug dealers. So it was probably repossessed. I didn't see that. It That's was either really like, funny. it was a repossessed, like a, and they turned it into a cop car or something. That's really so funny. So Cena uh, checks on the police officers. One of them was kind of sort of alive. The other yeah. guy was definitely dead. Cena goes into the car, smashes out the driver's the, the windshield. Right, because it was full of bullet holes. Right, so yeah. he, he smashes out with his arm and removes it. So then he's now driving at high speed no down windshield. the interstate, no windshield, nope. gets on the PA, the microphone, the radio. Radio's in. This is John Triton. I got two officers down. Like... Like and he's like, one hand on the wheel, like at hundred miles. They've taken my wife, and I'm chasing them. I'm yeah. chasing down the criminals, and we're like, wait a minute, they would not let you do that. No, at not, all. totally not acceptable. I feel like they would get a helicopter and track Cena down. Yeah, uh, but um, um, incredible driving uh, sequence here. John Cena's driving abilities in this film are phenomenal. They destroy his car. Yes, they shoot his car from every angle. To the point where they shoot the hood off. Yeah. First of all, he's got no windshield and they're shooting at him and they can't hit him. They can't hit him once. Uh, I mean, to be fair, at one point he was holding up the bulletproof vest That's true. in he, front of his face. He did take a bulletproof vest out and use it as a shield while he was driving. While he was driving at like 100 miles an hour. Incredible. Uh, uh, incredible. They shoot off the hood. The trunk gets shot off. Everything. At one point, the roof of the car is ripped off. So now it's like literally just a like a rolling set of wheels with John Cena Absolutely. sitting on it. So they end up getting into an accident because mm -hmm. people are too focused on the shootout. Mm -hmm. And this John Cena is injured again in the accident. Um, but Rome and his crew were kind of survived more so. And they take off into the swamp. Yeah. And John Cena is kind of off to the side. Again, once again, recovering. And... They're separated for a little while. Yeah. And one thing that's funny is the first time that Rome sees John Triton, mm -hmm. he assumes that he was like knocked out completely by the fire extinguisher move. Yeah, yeah. And so when they they meet for the first time, his line, Robert Patrick, his line, when he sees John Cena for the first time is, this guy is like the Terminator. I don't know if you're right about that. I mean, he says that line. That line is spoken. Because... I remember, and in my memory, I remember them being in the car, uh -huh. and they're shooting at him, right. and he keeps coming, and they're like, this guy won't stop, he's oh, like the Terminator, and then you see Robert Patrick look up in the rearview mirror and give like a mean face. Okay, alright, like, so maybe that's how like, it was, like mind. dumb Terminator joke. Either way, there was a Terminator joke oh, made sure. with Robert Patrick. Right there, right there. Which, 100%, I was waiting for from the first oh, time okay, you saw so. his face. I was like, there is a bad Terminator joke coming okay. at some point. He's either going to be like, I'll be back, or something, but it's going to happen. And so that was that was satisfying. So, that was very satisfying for me. So the the, crew, the the crooks go off into the swamp. We learn how crazy, even though Morgan was the reason for the shootout at the gas station, mm -hmm. we then learn even more how crazy Morgan is. He just goes off. He's nuts. He's definitely unstable. Rome has concerns about him uh, and actually kills a guy that because was feuding they, with, yeah, with because Morgan. Because they wouldn't stop fighting, right, so he but, kills him. But his logic was that the, other, the guy that he killed was less crazy than Morgan, 
He wanted to keep Morgan alive. Yeah. With he said him, you never he... know when you need a crazy exactly. bastard or something like that. The other thing about Morgan is that he's constantly bringing up race. He's the only black guy in the movie. Whole movie. And everything that they want him to do, he's like, you know black guys don't do that. He's like, drive the minivan. He's like, black guys don't drive minivans. He's like, walk through the woods. He's like, or through the swamp. He's like, you know, or what do you say? We're talking about going to camp. He's like, it'll be like you're in camp. He's like, black kids don't go to camp. Like, everything is yeah. like, black people don't do this. And it was just like, again, another thing that was supposed to be like, hilarious and was not Definitely really not funny. funny. It was just like, okay, that's weird. So... Uh, we, go, we shoot back to John Cena. He wakes up from the accident and he picks up the knife that was in the hands of the guy that was killed by uh, yes. by killed by Rome to to defend Morgan's honor. And it's this crazy knife. It's like the tap out shirt of knives. It is absolutely. It's like it's like it looks like it's just it looks like one of those knives that you can get from some sort of like comic convention sure. or, or you know some sort of like cosplay thing yeah. where it's like. It's crazy, and your whole hand fits into it, and it almost looks like it's very shaped like a tribal yeah, tattoo type absolutely. thing. It's just—it's a bananas knife. So, and we see John Cena go off into the swamp after his wife. Now we cut back to the criminals. This was weird. Rome takes a call from the cable company about his cable package being ready for installation. Yeah, I thought at first that it was supposed to be like he was saying that to like get away from these people and then like say, you know, have his own separate conversation, but he didn't because then he hangs up on them and has another phone call. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Which is just really weird. We cut back then after that phone call is over, Robert Patrick then proceeds to then hit on John Cena's wife. Kind of. Which I is didn't... weird because John uh Rome, we haven't talked about her at all. Rome has a, a girlfriend of his own. Uh, she's part of the crew, and she's the most vicious of all of them. She's absolutely the most vicious. Uh, I, they don't—I don't even—I'm sure they've given her a name. Um, uh, it was like—I feel like it was Angela or okay. something like that. But yeah, something. But they barely—they never say Robert it. They Patrick, say it like once. Robert Patrick it totally inappropriately hits on John Cena's wife right in front of his girlfriend, and, and says like, "If it wasn't for this one over yeah, here, right?" And like, it's like—it's super weird. It's like. It just yeah, it didn't make sense. Like Benny it, Hill level. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. And it was also like when I guess it it almost kind of shows how like crazy he was because he was like, "What? You wouldn't want to date the guy that's kidnapping you?" Yeah, like it was just so weird. weird. Yeah. So we cut back then to John Cena, where he is then attacked by two rednecks in the woods. Oh yeah. Um, one of them was African American. So that there was, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so, it's another another. So there's another a, one white guy, guy, fat, chubby guy that I feel like we've seen in other movies. He looked very familiar. Who I thought that would have been a perfect role for someone from the Wyatt family. Well, but the Wyatt family didn't exist. They were at that teenagers. Point. But if this was made now, that would that would have sure. been like absolutely <laughs> like Luke or Bray Wyatt or somebody. So these rednecks kidnap John Cena, and because they think he's a cop. Yeah, and I think I got the sense that they were like. Um, Moonshiners or something. They had that feel like they were Moonlights. hiding in the. Yeah. They were like hiding in the swamps, and they had traps set up for people yeah. to like not get near them. And they didn't right. want. I'm guessing they were some sort of like bootleggers. They didn't seem like drug dealers. No. More so, it was like rednecks that were but, doing something. Well, let's make it clear. There is nothing about John Cena that communicates cop. No, he's a giant maniac with a knife in like jorts and a t-shirt, yeah. tight fitting t-shirt, and he's got that weirdo knife. Yeah. No gun. No badge. Nothing. Nothing. So that was weird. Um, and they wouldn't believe him that he wasn't a cop for a long time yeah. either. So that I mean, this is kind of a lull in the movie at this point now, where you know, there's like this the the criminals are making it forward, and they get into this like uh, abandoned like bayou bar, uh, and then it's John Cena like trudging through the swamp after he gets away from the rednecks to mm -hmm. catch up to this bayou bar. Um, here we kind of learn a bit a little bit more about the um, the criminal characters, where we learn a little bit more about the rock candy and Morgan. Ugh. Now, Craig and I were having a conversation of just before we started to record this. We were trying to figure out what was being implied with the rock candy. My interpretation that was that Morgan was was uh, anally raped by a man who had rock candy on his penis. Yeah, uh, I don't know if the uh, yeah, I, I agree that he was sexually assaulted uh, yeah. by and, a, and an rock older candy, man when he was a child. Or rock, and rock candy somehow played rock a part candy of that. had something to do with it, and that's where the rock candy jokes come in, but. Still not funny. Not funny at all. And it, they dedicate a good two or three minutes to this, and yeah. where he confesses his hatred of rock candy to his fellow criminals, only to then end it with, now this isn't going to leave the room, right? And then he's taken out 
of the movie, like immediately within like thirty seconds. Yeah, John, so you never see him again. John Cena rapes his stomach with a knife, <laughs> and he's out, completely out of the movie. So we there's no follow through on that rock candy no. storyline at all, and left scratching our heads. So uh, if anybody out there has a, dec- a decoder ring out or whatever and there's, knows what that means, yeah, there's a couple of. Uh, or if you've listened to the director's commentary, this I don't know. Isn't the only like veiled reference to some sort of child abuse in the movie? That's right. Oh, that's right. We, Which we glossed over this. Yeah. Struck me as weird. We were in when uh, Kate and uh, Johnny Triton are driving to go on their little vacation before they run into these guys at the gas station. Um, they are talking about going up to the mountains, and she's like, and Kate, his wife is like. Oh, I used to go up camping up in the mountains all the time. And he was like, are you sure you don't want to go to the beach? And she's like, what, you don't like the mountains? And he said, no, we used to go up to the mountains with uh, with my dad when we were kids. Uh, and she was like, oh, did you like it? Was it fun? And he was like, my dad liked it. In the mountains, no one can hear you scream. And then they, like, exchange weird glances. And, and then that it's, it. that's the end of the no conversation. Again. And then it never And then again, it never comes up. And I'm like... Was his dad molesting or abusing him in some way? Yeah, and why is that, like, necessary to yeah, bring why, into the why, movie? Yeah. It made no sense no and sense. was never talked about again. And then this... Uh, the Rock Candy. Yeah. The Rock Candy thing where Morgan says a cool honky named Johnny Whiplash. Johnny Whiplash was the guy <laughs> that did it to him. And he calls him a cool honky. It was just... It's horrible. It's Absolutely insane. horrible. So we go back to the criminals after Morgan's confession. We said Morgan gets stabbed in the stomach with a knife. By John Cena and is dead. Um, we get to then see uh, the criminals enjoying some more Miller Genuine Draft. Yeah, as, as soon as the uh, power is turned back onto this building, they immediately crack out the somehow now ice cold Miller MGDs. Genuine Draft. Kate's makeup still perfect. Um, as always throughout all this, she's been through a, a swamp, a kidnapping. She's been in fist fights. Fist fights. Everything's fine. Um, we get to then see John Cena drive, uh, drag Morgan's body to his body pile of other henchmen that he has killed in uh, approaching this b- bayou bar. Yeah, there's another guy that had gone out too that he right. that he beats up. Who I don't like that guy has a name. I they never said it enough for me to remember what it was. John Cena, uh, Rome and his crew decide to leave. They found a boat or something, mm-hmm. and they decide to leave the bayou bar. John Cena makes his attack at this point. Oh, this is where I they really, which was probably supposed to be like a shock and surprise. There's been a a, a, guy, a police officer who's been investigating oh, the case yeah, from the very beginning, about this, yeah. and he even he's the one that comes across John Cena when he gets hurt in the swamp in the car accident. Yes, um, and he lets John Cena go. Yeah, we totally forgot to mention this because he's like he's like you think he's on John Cena's side and he's gonna let him track and find his wife because he'll probably be able to get before they can get. All right, so we were talking about. Um, the um, oh the cop the cop guy so then yeah he lets him go and you think oh he's just letting uh, John Cena go after them and right. and and because he thinks he can do it faster turns out there's like a big like revelation in the Bayou Bar that he wants the diamonds that he's the guy that was on yeah, the phone exactly. he's like the mastermind uh, and that it's supposed to be like the big twist but it's like boring and nothing happens they end up shooting each other uh, he gets killed right I believe yes. Uh, and, and, John, and then they just leave. Yeah, and John Cena then strikes as they're leaving the bar. Big shootout outside of the Bayou Bar. Tons, for whatever reason, tons of shots of bottles of Miller Genuine Draft getting shot up and exploding everywhere. Yes. This is probably where Miller's product placement deal really came into play. For sure. Uh, and we close on this firefight with John Cena once again jumping out of the bar as it is exploding with a crazy explosion and him jumping into the bayou and swimming away. Yes. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Uh, we move on then to um, the criminals then uh, take a trucker. At this hostage. point now, it's just Rome and his girlfriend and Kate. That's, that's right. all that's left. It's all three, just three of them left. They hijack a, a big rig truck. They mm-hmm. murder the trucker. Uh, John Cena hijacks a boat from a boat cop that tries to arrest him. He then sw- flips it on the guy and locks him up. Right. Locks and him takes up. his boat. That's right. Takes his boat and he drives that boat, well, I gotta say. It's the most toughest, the toughest boat driving I've ever seen since Bruce Willis in that Bruce Willis boat cop movie where Sarah Jessica oh. Parker was kidnapped. Oh. I don't remember what that movie was. Um, That's a bad movie. But he drives that boat like a badass and... We get to a marina where there's supposed to be... It was the right, was it a marina, right? Yeah, John yeah. Cena pulls into the marina, yeah. and the truck is there at the marina, and this is where the final showdown is going to take place. 
The evil chick, on the other hand, uh, Rome's girlfriend dies in a weird way where she gets hit by a truck and she's holding the diamonds uh, and the, 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 her blood explodes all over the diamonds. Yeah, oh, that's right. And then the, di- yeah, the diamonds go flying everywhere yeah, and there's, the diamonds have blood on them. And it was, I think it was supposed to be like a cool effect, but it was just weird. So after that, that's where it descends now into the final battle between John Cena and Robert Patrick. There are explosions everywhere. Everything's there, exploding. There's a fight. One thing that I'd... Anything the truck or the boat touches, explodes. Explodes. Robert Patrick picks up a sledgehammer. Triple H could learn a, a couple things here. Craig made Triple H note. sledgehammer by T-1000. Tri- Triple H never uses the sledgehammer correctly. Robert Patrick, he grabs it by the handle, starts swinging. Uh, hits John Cena a couple times with that sledgehammer. Uh, absolutely... Goes to town on them. They have a, a, a crazy fist fight. There is more explosions. There's more jumping from the explosions. Okay, that last jump I noticed specifically looks like he jumped off of like a huge trampoline. Yes. Because he goes so high and so far into the air that like it looked like he was shot out of a cannon. I yes. was like, what the hell is this? So he, It's ridiculous. He gets out. The explosion is crazy. We assume Rome is taken out in the explosion. We see him there. He's in the middle of the explosion. Yeah, like the in the classic, you know, movie fire explosion exactly. thing. All the, like, beams fall down exactly. on him. Exactly. And it's over. You think it's over. And as I said, uh, LOL, Cena wins. Uh, right. But then the, he's got to save his wife. He's got to save his wife. Finds her. She's not doing well. She's oh, unconscious. We, we didn't say that. So she was... Um, handcuffed inside of the truck yes and robert patrick then jumps out of the truck into this area into this like marina and lets the truck go which is when the truck blows everything up that's right and then the truck goes into the water so now she's in the truck underwater handcuffed and she we watch her drown so she's not breathing anymore john cena jumps in after her rescues her from the handcuffs she he just pulls the bar off the truck to get her out of the handcuffs she's struggling the whole time he's just like whatever well i mean he's john cena yeah he just pulls that bar off he gets her to land and then proceeds to do the worst CPR I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm glad in my life. you noticed that because he doesn't move his arms. He just moves his. He puts his arms yeah. on her chest and then moves his neck. And I was like, I so think ridiculous. he's not actually touching anyone. No. I think it's just like a shot of his head. She might have not been available on set that day or something. something. But he's crazy. definitely not moving his arms. And, and it's like a long scene. Absolutely. And it's multiple angles of him not doing it. Like he had chances to fix it. And never fixed it. She gets her back. He, she comes back to life. And then all of a sudden, a completely singed and burned Robert Pattinson returns from the dead. Yeah, he's like he's like crispy. Yeah. His face is like charred He looks like crispy. the turkey I made on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and John Cena then just proceeds to choke him out. Oh, rap, the, uh, Robert Patrick wraps a chain around his neck to yeah. strangle him. Yeah. <clears throat> John Cena headbutts him. Reverses the chain around his neck and then kind of like throws him with the chain and yanks it so that it breaks his neck. neck. Incredible. It was an incredible death. I loved it. Uh, John Cena and then Kate. Johnny Triton and Kate then kiss to the end credits of this film where we are played out to the masterful musical track. It was horrible. John Cena's If It All Ended Tomorrow where John Cena and Trademark... Team up on a, a duo track that uh, is it's so bad, absolutely amazing. No, it's so bad. So you get we get to watch the credits to John Cena's uh, one and all front a track that is probably on the John Cena rap album. Yeah, don't don't forget John Cena was you know poised as a rapper when he first yeah. came into the WWE. And he had a rap album and they were trying to push him as a rapper. It's uh, really bad. And here this movie has that. So oh, it's so bad. So that is it. That is the Marine. In all of its glory, uh, Craig's. Before we wrap it up, just a couple final thoughts on what did you think of the Marine at the end of the day? I hate it. You hated it. I hated it, and I love bad movies. I hated it because it's not bad enough. It's not good. It's definitely not good. Right. And there's some things that, like, as we're talking about it, like, seem funnier now. Yeah. But when I watched it, I was just bored the whole time. Okay. It was just like explosion after explosion, which is cool for a minute, but. I was bored. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was very good. I thought it was too good to be a good bad movie. Mm-hmm. Like, too much production or whatever. Sure. It just fell really flat in that middle section of, like, No Man's Land. This is bad for just... And it's bad, just bad. Okay. Like, I just didn't like it. 
I, I liked it. Uh, I actually have seen... I saw the last 20 minutes of this movie over the summer. Okay. Um, actually, no, I take that back. I saw the last 20 minutes of this movie last summer, which made me then put the Marine 3-pack on my Christmas list that ah. year. So I own uh, the Marine 1, the Marine 2, the Marine 3, and I also have a digital copy of the Marine 4. I guarantee you that we will be doing all four Marine movies. Oh, is John Cena in all of them? No, this is the one and only John okay. Cena Marine movies. Okay. It goes to Ted DiBiase Jr. for the second one. Oh. Then we go to The Miz for the third and fourth one. Oh, The Miz. And so I'm excited to do those four with you, Craig. We're not going to do them back to back. we got to oh, mix it up God. a little bit. <laughs> thank God. Um, but I would say I enjoyed The Marine. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was great to see John Cena... He had some good moments. I did uh, enjoy watching him run because he runs like a runner. maniac. He gives uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Forrest Gump. No, Baywatch. Oh, David Hasselhoff gives David Hasselhoff a run for his money when it comes to that running. Oh, it's uh, very strange. I would. I don't know. I would say like a th- on a three out of five scale, I'd give this like a three, two and a half out of three. I think it's worth your t- worth your time if you're into bad bad movies. Uh, it's definitely not phenomenal. It's no. no The Room. It's no Birdemic. Yeah, I just feel like there wasn't anything bad enough or weird, like crazy weird yeah, enough yeah, nothing, to like yeah. make it like super awesome. For sure. It was just, it just kind of fell flat in all aspects for me. Even like the stuff that they wanted to be weird, like the rock candy thing yeah, or the Terminator no thing. No payoff. Or there. all the jokes that were like supposed to be like weird and catch on. Like they're just, none no, of them. No payoff, they all fall right. really flat. All right. Well, that's the Marine, everybody. That's probably also going to be... The last John Cena movie that we do. Because I don't know that there's any other John Cena WWE movies. There's one other one. It's an uplifting uh, Christmas story. And I don't... It's too too serious, I think. Do they do a lot of Christmas movies? I I guess. I feel like it's like a lot of holiday Uh, movies and action movies. So I don't know that that's really worth our time. Because I don't think it's worth deconstructing a a dramatic film like that. Um, But I think this is the one and only John Cena uh, WWE Studios film. That's a shame. It's a shame. I'd like to see him in in another one. but that's that. And our next episode, we're going to we're going to work it's Christmas is coming up. We have a very special Christmas episode next week or in 2 weeks whenever we decide to get it get it out. We are going to watch Christmas Bounty starring The Miz. This is The Miz's first movie movie that he's ever done. Uh, it's from 2013, I believe, and it also it co-stars uh, a, a girl that was in The Secret Life of the American Teenager. No, not the girl that was in uh, the the Descendants with George Clooney, not that girl. Uh, this was one of her friends, so she's not even the. It's one of the like low rent friends, right? From that show. Again, fits into the category of Absolutely. someone you've seen their face before, but isn't a an, an star actor by any stretch of the imagination. Absolutely, and I gotta say uh, that is going to be a very very special episode, and I really can't wait for us. I'm to excited talk about for that one. It. I'm excited for that one a lot. So thanks again for tuning in to our first episode of Slam Dango. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.